Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fucksikins? What the fucking avians? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckaholics? What the fuckstables? What the fuckleberry fins? Yes. That's enough. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Here's the deal. I got the figs. The figs. The figs. The rock band. The figs. Never heard of them? I understand. Should you have heard of them? I think so. Is that a unique situation? Hey, I know this band. You ever heard of them? Nope. Well, how is that even fucking possible? I think they're one of the best bands ever. I don't know. I just never heard of them. Happens, man. Well, look, I have loved the figs for a long time. First time I've had a band in here. I've had people in here playing guitars. It got a little, it was a little unruly. There were three of the figs here, and that's enough for, for the full figs. <laughs> they, were, they were all in here. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to a group of guys that have, you know, known each other and have played together. Well, at least two of them for the most part, and the other one in and out. But, uh, I mean, for a long time, man. I mean, for like since the early 90s. I mean, I think I first saw them you know, at, a, at a college in upstate New York in what must have been 93 or something. They've been together that long, and they are a band that many of you have never heard of, and they've been together that long. That is an amazing story. I mean, so many great bands just fall apart, and you're like, why the fuck did that happen? What do you mean, Soundgarden? What, why would you do that right then? You were on the precipice of being more than epic. Why? Couldn't cut it. Well, the figs could cut it. And I saw them when they were here. Uh, they came, I think they came specifically to do my show because I've, I've been talking about them. And I was thrilled. And then, and then they played a gig at the, uh, I think it was called the Redwood Bar, the Redwood something, that they threw together at the last minute. And it was just me and about 30 people. And they were fucking great. You, you know what it's like to see a band that's been playing that long just sort of play a fucking intimate bar set of, of just, you know, balls to the wall, power pop. Fucking amazing. And then you, I leave and I'm like, why, aren't, why doesn't everybody know these guys? I am always a little late to the game. What is it? A dollar short, day late, day late, a dollar short. Uh, I'm there without pants and the party's over. I don't know what the saying is. But here's the deal. My buddy back in New York, this was the early 90s. Uh, I'm living in New York and my best friend at the time was a guy named Jonathan Daniel. Now, John Daniel, he's a guy used to play in a hair metal band called Candy with Gilby Clark from uh, Guns N' Roses. And then he sort of grew up. He moved to New York and he had another band. I can't remember what they were called, but he was working at uh, the time, I think, in the BMG building for the manager of The Cure. But he was also doing his own thing, you know, finding bands and doing that number. And I can't remember, him and I became friends when I was doing the Luna Lounge shows. He was a he was sort of a buddy of my old manager's who was a fucking music head. And John was, you know, a music guy. I mean, you know, it was his business. And he's a great guy. Smart guy, funny guy, mild-mannered fellow. Smart as fuck, though. And he was in a band, but he knew a lot about music. And, you know, you know me. I mean, I'm talking about my fucking blues bass cock and my fucking three-chord bullshit and, you know, my bands are bands that rock. And he was like, you know, he's a pop guy. 
what does that mean? What does power pop mean? What's the difference between the three chords I like and the music you like? And he said a B minor. That that made sense to me at the time. It still makes sense to me now. But he turned me on like right away to Bash and Pop, the Tommy Stinson stuff. We talked about the replacements who I liked, but you know I had not categorized them uh, in my brain quite yet. And you know, and he sort of you know hit me to like you know well Cheap Trick and Big Star and Thin Lizzy and you know the stuff like that. You know he knew about. It was his thing. You know, and that was before, I mean, it was, he always sort of framed it as a, a relatively unpopular music, a hard to sell music, but, but really pretty music. It's how rock was beautiful. And I could get the roots in the Beatles. I'm no dummy, but whatever. He just turned me on to a lot of, a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. And one day he says, you would like this. I think this is going to be the bridge. You know, I don't think he said that, but I saw it that way. And in 1994, you know, he had, he had a lot of CDs coming through his place. He hands me Lo-Fi at Society High. That's a Figs album, okay? That's uh, it was it was their first big record, if they, if if it, if you could call it that. All right, Lo-Fi at Society High on CD, and I played that thing to fucking death. I was like, why isn't this? I don't get it. Why isn't this band huge? And I played it over and over again, and I still play it to this day. It's the Figs. Look, I know that it's hard for bands, and I know that a lot of bands don't make it, and I know it's a crazy dream, not unlike comedy, to uh, to to sort of be in a rock band. But these guys have known each other since they were kids, and somehow or another, you know, through solo projects, through you know, thick and thin, through marriage, through kids, through everything else, they remain together. They remain together and they sound great and they're still making original music and they're out there in vans they're out there in bars they're out there. You know, I talked to them about, you know, people they open for about, you know, momentum and about everything else. And somehow or another, you know, they all have very definitive personalities, but they're still together and they're still making great music. And I think that's a fucking beautiful thing. I know it might be hard for them, but they're, you know, they're still finding their way and they're doing the work. But it was, you know, there's a heartbreak to it, but there's also a profound beauty to to that type of commitment and to that type of, of, of slugging it out and continuing to move on and making great music. I mean, Jesus, man, they've made like fucking, I mean, huh, how many records? It's like 20 records together. And then there's the records that, you know, Donnelly makes and Gent makes by, by themselves. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. And the solo work is great, too. But I, I, the, the weird thing was I'd never had three people in here. So it's, it's a little unorthodox, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, for, 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 for a WTF and they, they still sound great. And their relationship, I'm sure it was, it's gone up and down. It's been strained. It has, you know, it's been difficult, but the bottom line is, is that these guys are like, you know, approaching middle age, you know, they all have lives and you know and some even have jobs and uh and they're still doing it and they're still making great music and and just to be at the redwood to see these guys play the day after they did my show was just spectacular to me because it's real it's raw it's human it's guys doing the work of artists and it was great to hear it and it was great to hear some of the songs from that album that had such a profound impact on me you know when i was younger and when i was turned on to this music you know nothing can replace that 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 moment where you hear music for the first time that just fucking kicks you in the soul man and you know rocks and and i it was a thrill to have them uh, in my garage 
All right, let's talk. Let's talk to the fellas. Let's talk to uh, Mike, Pete, and Pete from the Figs. The Figs, yep. Mike Gent, yep, Peter Donnelly, hey hey, Pete Hayes, the one and only. So this is well, okay, but were you the original guy? I certainly was not. He's the, <laughs> he's the new guy. <laughs> I'm the new guy. Yeah. Why so many drummers? How does that happen? You guys, Pete and Mike, are the the original two, and then you've gone through how many drummers? I think two, technically, a couple other. Well, maybe fill-ins. three. Yeah, a couple fill-ins. I don't understand. Like, the, here's the thing: is like you guys are a great band. The way I came into you was it was interesting because my buddy John Daniel, who is uh, he's got a management company now, but he used to be in a couple bands. He was in that hair band Candy with Gilby Clark back in the '80s, mm-hmm. and then he had some other band for a while. When I met him, he was working for the dude who uh, managed the Cure. He was in the Sony Building, whatever. And I was I was hung up with the I, I could not differentiate between what was considered pop like power pop and well, i was just a blues-based douchebag you know <laughs> I, you know obviously i like elvis costello i like the squeeze but he had to introduce me to this idea that well there's a e minor in there somewhere so there's a right. there's okay. a fourth chord and then he gave me your like probably second or third album uh low what is it high five uh, what it's is it lo- lo-fi at society high. lo-fi at society high and i was like what the fuck who the fuck are these guys how come they're not the biggest band in the world i turned everyone onto that album i gave it to dave cross i gave nice. it to like like because nice. dave cross is like a pop guy yeah like i knew pop guys and i sort of considered them the enemy you, you know like sort of like <laughs> uh, you, you know you don't like real rock weak. and roll right it's weak right but you Probably guys like- that fucking album was amazing what year was that that was uh 94 94 yep and now it's 2014 right be- 13 <laughs> right before we met in 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 a, in a story in a story yeah. walking towards the train you were walking away from the train i'm like you're a fig yeah yeah, yeah I, I just thought you were kind of a weird we have some yeah, weird fans right so that's what he treated me like <laughs> yeah. he didn't understand because i was like, so whatever. overwhelmed aren't you guys but, used to having that much passion come at you <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time <laughs> But then I saw you again at the at the uh, food store, at the grocery right. store, and, and it was the same thing. You're like, hey, you live around here? <laughs> and you know, again, I'm thinking, who the hell is this guy? And then my buddy Pete um, Caldez, who lives in New York, who you met. Janine's Jeanine. boyfriend yeah. or whatever yeah. they're doing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. House guest, permanent house guest. <laughs> A few years later, he said, oh, I saw Mary, and he said, hey, what's up with Gent, man? He's an asshole. <laughs> Trying to talk to him, and, and he doesn't even want to talk to him. <laughs> I said, I don't even now know you who know. it was. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course you didn't know who that was. But I thought, like, wait, this guy, is, how big is that band? If he's walking through Astoria <laughs> looking like someone hurt his dog. <laughs> he was the happiest guy rough in the times. world. Rough times. Yeah. Was it rough times? Sure. What year was that? So that was... Oh, I lived in Astoria from 94 until about 2000. Well, let's go back, because honestly, the first time I actually saw you guys, it was it was weird because I put it together, and I don't know if I'm even right because I put it together after I got your record. Is it possible you played at some weird college gig in like Sarasota or somewhere upstate New York? Because I went- Well, we're all from Saratoga. Saratoga. Skidmore College, maybe. What, do you remember doing, did you do many mm-hmm. college gigs? Is it might have been a frat house or it might- Sarah Lawrence. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> I, I, all I know is I was doing a gig and I ended up at a party. You know, We were doing a gig at a college and you guys were playing because I remember you. Right. And I remember, like, these guys mean business. Hmm. What are they doing here? And so you did a lot of those gigs. That could have been in 2000. 
Really? It might, I think that was last summer, man. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Your time's off a little bit. <laughs> so how long have you guys known each other? When? How long have you been playing together? A few years. No, Tw- seriously. 26. Pete and I met when he was 14 and I was 15. So that was 90, or uh, sorry, 87. <laughs> yeah. Like and how does uh, that, how do, you, how do you start like bonding around, what music did you bond around then? Well, we when we first met, it was yeah. the first rehearsal that we had as a band. It's true. Well, you just we, put a post up? What do you mean? It was no, the first no. We, we, we were friends with um, Guy, who was our original drummer, Guy yeah. Lyons, who yeah. became our a guitar player for a while, during right. the lo-fi period. But uh uh, you know, and Guy and I were going to play, start a band with his older brother who didn't show up. Right. And that Guy said, oh, I know uh, Pete no, Donald. That, that, yeah. What? Yeah. That, what? No. And that's yeah. not how me, me and Guy were playing at a, at that concert where, the, where we all took lessons and we saw you playing with the open with the other band. Right. And we were like, that's the guy we want because we wanted to start a trio mm. like the Minutemen. And he was like, Mike, oh, I was already in a band with him. <laughs> you were yeah. 14 already playing in rock bands. Yeah, oh, yeah, we all were, yeah. yeah. And you you were a Minuteman guy? Who yeah, was a Minuteman we were, guy? Well, we all were. We were into SST, uh, you know, all those bands. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Homestead. And, right. And, uh, uh, you know, Pete's from, uh, Pete Hayes is from um, Boston area, so he oh, knew yeah. all the Boston punk bands. How old are you? I'm uh, 44. I graduated in 87. Who was around? Bad, the Outlets. Dogmatics. Dogmatics. Del Fuegos. Del Fuegos. Well, that's uh, a little bit earlier, like eight, yeah. 84. What the fuck happened up there, though, man? There's nothing there. They've erased our history. <laughs> Have you been to Kenmore Square? Oh, it's yeah. like they've erased our history. Kenmore, it's gone. It's right? gone. And no more Nuggets. No yeah. more Nuggets records. Yeah. No, Nuggets is still there. It's that's the only one thing that's is still there. Yeah. Storyville's yeah. gone. The Rat is gone. Yep. Bun Raddies is. I don't know if Bun Raddies is rat gone. Was Long fir- gone. The Rat was long gone. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Rat was our first Boston show. With you, you guys? Yeah. So you had to deal with like, I, 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 oh yeah. He paid guy. me 15 bucks, I 15 think. 15 bucks? Yeah. You guys can sign up over here. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, what was his name? Oh, Amy Mann God. remembered him. Oh, God. They, they, he had to be a mob guy, but right? I always thought so. Everybody knows that voice. <laughs> well, see, like, walk me through something because like, I can't understand, like, I'm not a music business guy and I love music. And like you guys had, not only did you have hooks, you had energy, you had fucking great songs, you had drive, you know, you put the record on and you're locked in immediately. So what happened? (laughs) (laughs) What didn't happen? I think at that time we were kind of, uh, it was, we were kind of a strange band because at the time we had three lead singers and I think the labels that we were on at the time uh, were kind of, they didn't know what to do with that because if you think about it, early '90s, mid '90s, you're coming, you know, a lot of bands just one, you know, right. we were back to one, you know, right, lead singer, so right. And, but and also, also, pop was not like that's what my mm, friend John said. It's mm. like it's the best music, but nobody buys it. But then, yeah. like now, it's all you know. Once Green Day broke, which mm. isn't really pop, but at least there was that 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 other chord and sure. that movement. But again, one lead singer and one sound i mean yeah, this yeah, band sure. the figs always had a lot of sounds in yeah. our sound it was right. hard to mm. say what it is right still when people ask me what do you guys sound like right I'm like well what we do sing, you say we play guitar well, what do you play say drums. i say rock and roll yeah, yeah that's it mean, people don't do. even say that anymore but though. that gives no. such you, an impression that's that, the company line yeah you know when you say rock and roll they're like listen grandpa well i'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna say punk power popster that's exactly you know. what i mean it's but like what, what okay so when you started how long did it take for you guys to you know start writing songs about three hours i don't know <laughs> so you were 14 and you're writing songs I a mean, little bit and we were playing a lot of covers like uh, what fire yeah fire really the Jimi hendrix experience no but uh, soul stuff too yeah like yeah. what 
uh, Tracks of My Tears, oh, Bring yeah. It On Home. Yeah, yeah, really? Sure. Yeah. And, and then when Mike I'm, could sing that stuff. That's why we were just like dumbfounded. Yeah. Uh, somebody who could actually sing. Bring It On you Home? Know, we were like, yeah. But then we were doing, we were playing a lot of Velvet. Tons of Velvet. And, and, uh, so you're doing Tracks of My Tears and like some, w- What Goes On? Yeah. 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 Yep. Did <laughs> you do What Goes On yeah, sure. for like yeah. a half hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the best song in the world. And then we were, no, you know, attempting to cover Who's Do at times and Ramones and, and, um, when Pete got into the band, what were we playing when you were getting into the band? Uh, I, I recall doing uh, Act Naturally. Oh, you, 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 with you that? singing it? Yeah, with me mm, singing it. Sure. Remember doing that? The Ringo Starr no. song. Uh, yeah. yeah, Buck Owens. Is it originally a Buck yeah, Owens song? Yeah. Wow, I'm sorry. That's See, now, okay. Did you, were you doing Buck's version or were you I, doing Ringo's? I was, do, I was doing Ringo's. <laughs> <laughs> so so now what, what's it, how, so how does it go? So you guys quit, you quit high school or what? No. You finished? Yeah. Did you he, go to college? A couple, I did a couple kinda years. Kinda did, and he graduated. Yeah, I was I was a junior in college, and I was trying to. Where were you going? Skidmore upstate. And that's I, a good school. Trying to get in with these guys' managers because I was trying to get my band an opening slot. Who was your band? Uh, Cement Bunny. How, did you do some records? No, there was nothing ever. Just recorded. a name. Just, just, a, just name. a name. Just a name. In, name. in a memory. <laughs> we're all good friends. Bunny. <laughs> what did those guys go on to do? Uh, let's see. Still playing in bands, you know. Uh, I'm I'm not in touch with them as much as I'd like to, but I'm. I'm what's 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 the matter? <laughs> no, they're like my best friends. I see them all the time. Oh, you Actually, do, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he has yeah. no idea what, what, what bands are playing. <laughs> you got to come that, see know, my band. Uh, they no. got a couple kids now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got kids, right? We all do. You all have yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fucking comedian, and I never was able to <laughs> muster up the selflessness possible to have children. You've all got children. And yeah. wives, yes, yeah. First marriages, yep, yeah. yeah. Well-adjusted you know motherfuckers. See, all, this is all why our, all our, you know, all our parents have stayed together. This is why this and, might be the missing piece. Someone's yeah. got to fuck their life up, and we're all. <laughs> we're, I think I'm doing that Catholics. right now. <laughs> You're all lapsed Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't know each other when you were not lapsed Catholic. So no. Yeah. Mm. All right, so all right, so you start in high school. I just want to I want to go through the arc of what because I feel like you guys are very persistent. And you keep plugging away, and obviously you're making a living in music, correct? Live, somewhat. Huh? We, okay, sure. So I want to I want to talk about the persistence and the, the heartaches of, of of what a band goes through because you guys have stayed together, and it, it, and I'm sure there's been difficulties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Nah. So Not what? Here. When was the first break? How does that happen? Well, you know, we start when we started playing uh, in, around Saratoga. We were playing. We got we got a gig at this bar every Tuesday night, and we were still underage, and and we were playing, you know, three sets a night. Yeah, we were doing that for a while, and then our big goal was to play get a gig in Albany. Right, that was like our big, you know, like Albany. Oh, got to play in Albany. At, yeah, yeah. You know, QE two and. And we did that, and then you know the next thing was like, oh, we got to play in you know in New York, so we got a gig down in New York. And right. Then, oh, Who were you playing awesome. with? Who were the other bands? You God know? knows. We know the name of the club. It was uh, Downtown Beirut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do remember the the first gig in Boston at the at the Rat was on a ska night. Yeah, the Hi Hats, yeah. I think, played yeah. that show. Um, downstairs in the Rat. Downstairs. And they just wedged you in yeah. to a ska yeah. night. Yeah. Did you? We could do you, ska. Did you attempt it? You did it. <laughs> Sure. You just no. popped up some ska? <laughs> no, probably I think not. my bass amp broke first song. <laughs> did you guys develop a following up in upstate? Yeah, yeah, we did. Well, I mean, right out of the 
as soon as we started playing, we were we um uh, we we were playing these shows at this place called the Bijou, and we were selling this place out. And it was, it, there weren't a lot of bands in our high school at the time. There were a few, but um, we kind of got it together enough to <clears throat> to play these shows at this in the back of this club, right? And uh, we were selling it out, and uh, and that you know, looking back, and we have some videos of that, and it's like you know, screaming girls and stuff yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. man it didn't I was like we were age relevant at the yeah, time it, but I was <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm looking at him like man it never got any better than this yeah. like first year in you know, right. 87 it right like, it did it's kind of just been down since then but well uh, it felt like it, it was a, a young man's game at one time but it seems to me now that there's a lot of uh, oldsters kind of like you know being thoughtful and putting out thoughtful records, right? <laughs> Spinning vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Did, but did yeah. you ever have that moment where you start to bump up the guys you compare yourself to? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So when was the first record deal? Where'd that happen? Well, we, we, we had a manager and, and we were trying to get record deals, um, independent stuff. Yeah. And uh, finally we got signed to BMG. Right. Uh, Imago and put out a record and it was which great. record was that? It was Lo-Fi Society High. That's why I got it because yeah. it came through BMG, which is where John was. Yeah, yeah. and I mean it, that was all great, you know, a small label with a lot of money. But we were video. already seven years in at that time. Yeah, but that was our first record deal. But you were ready. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I mean, sure. but that record, like every song, just goes boom, boom, boom yeah. to the next. I think the first two are actually connected, kind mm. of, right? We, yeah, I mean, we, we they are. Yeah, yeah. We we a lot of those a lot of that record we have been playing for like at least four but years that's, and, but that's just what you need to do yeah, right? we sure. put out two records before that on cassette only yeah and that's what we pilfered for that record do you have uh, do you have those can I get a copy sure. on the, the cassette only record Ooh, yeah I'll send them do you still have them yeah. do you have a box of them I do <laughs> I do and they're hand printed man do you have do you they're really? numbered do you really yeah. yeah I bet you do right I do because <laughs> I'm a... sick of them in my house I'm glad to see <laughs> yeah do you have a cassette deck I'll find one. <laughs> <laughs> I used. To, I remember my first self-produced CD when you like you get that deal where you're like, yeah, I guess a thousand's good. Oh, yeah, give yeah. me a thousand. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, a lot. And then you you sell twelve, yeah. and then you have a box of these horrible. Like you don't even get the <laughs> you, right. You fold. wouldn't believe Mike when we were folding the covers yeah. and and printing them. After about ten, he's like, I can't believe we have to do this. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's gonna take us an hour. It's like one hour of work, and you did it. We did it, and it was done in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and all those to show business, <laughs> and all those songs ended up on the first record. Or a they, bunch or of them. First, yeah. some of them, yeah, yeah. The first two CD, uh, the the second cassette we put out actually about ten years ago on CD with a bunch of extra mm-hmm. crap on it and stuff. So then, okay, so now you're you're on your way, and your manager's going, "This is great. The record sounds great. It's gonna go." Yep. And what happened? Tours, oh, yeah, man, videos, got, chicks. Who'd you go out bands. with? We got picked up by the cranberries when they were first starting to break it was our first tour right you know proper right it was incredible yeah we're playing they to, were huge right they were huge they we were just playing, breaking playing to a thousand people we'd go to the dressing room there's deli platters and beers and it was really great but it kind of <laughs> it's all so funny where your expectations that. are yeah. like dude there's beer we that moment where you're like we can just have these <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy shit yeah so, but it was great though tons of people and suddenly we were like you know stars every night and then, yeah then the touring kind of simmered down after that uh we started playing to 20 people a night when we got off that tour oh, so we, we go we, back to we reality did. we got yeah, stuck we, on some summer yeah, tours in yeah, the south yeah and we realized you don't tour mississippi in july <laughs> so you know what i mean yeah so were, were you just going out in a van and it was just or yeah what? we had a converted How? truck and we were uh-huh. living in that you're you know, sleeping safe, in it sleeping in it oh yeah you know 
did for you, years. Did years. You, was that at what point did it stop? Uh, did it lose its charm? After the third engine <laughs> yeah. kicked that shit off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> 2004. Like, good riddance. No, it's before that. We were so happy to go to rentals. But right. Lo-Fi, I mean, we, we were touring after that Cranberries tour. We did we did some good tours. I mean, we toured oh, yeah. with the Weezer went right as their first record was coming out. It was sold out yeah. shows every yeah, night. And then we toured with um, this band, Supergrass, that was fantastic. Oh, they, they were big for yeah. a while. Really good band to tour with. Oh, yeah. Um, but then we, we, we did some, like, co-head, the co-headlining tours were really the, the, the crap tours because oh, nobody really knew... You know, nobody knew who we yeah, were. Yeah, we were touring so. with that band that became really big. Who? Uh, <laughs> help me. CKB tour. It was like a Cologne oh. tour. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Oh, who? They were opening for us. Who? Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. I didn't, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Would they do one record or something? I mean, they no, probably they did a lot, a, but had a They had a hit. huge hit. And you the, know, and, Mark, speaking of Power Pop, yeah. we did, one of the first tours we did was about four or so weeks with The Knack. Really? Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was right after the Cranberries tour when you were saying, we went back to yeah, playing there to was 20 still, people. There was, there was, we weren't <laughs> playing to a thousand people with the knack. No. <laughs> it was considerably different. Wait, we went from playing the Odeon to playing, you know, Peabody's Down Under. So know? wait, the knack was, it was already a revival act yeah. at yeah. that time. Yeah. They were trying to capitalize on uh, reality bites. Right. And was it sad? No, 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 no. It was no, no, no. Really? And they Why? were great. Because they're great. Yeah? I, I mean, we love the knack, you know? Do you? Oh, yeah. I mean, we miss the original drummer and all, but Billy Bill Ward was the replacement yeah. guy. And they were great. And seeing them, Bert Navarre ripped that solo every night, it was note like for the fir- note. Like I mean, the first on. time. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I, it's weird because when the knack came out, when I was in high school, there was a real issue as to whether they were the real deal. Yeah. I you know. were like lame. No, no, I, you couldn't avoid my Sharona. Yeah. And you know what, what was the other one? The more sexier one. Good yeah. girls don't. Yeah, good girls don't. You couldn't avoid it. it. Was they were great fucking songs, but there was this sort of contingent of people that were like, they're not real new. I think it was yeah. even that they're not real <laughs> new wave. Like, what does that even mean? I don't, well, that's uh, a, that's what happens when you're pop. Yeah, you know, people that, hate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But the Beatles didn't deal with that. I mean, I, well, people hate the Beatles, but I can't, you know. But that's where, like, but isn't that where it's all, where it all comes from? Like, you know, the Beatles are the biggest band in the world, and that's where pop, that modern pop really comes from. And for some reason or another, when anyone else uses those chords, they're like, yeah, they're pussies. Yeah. Mm. Right. What the fuck? The, how is that right. fucking possible? Well, how often do you hear that Paul McCartney, oh, you know, I like Lennon more. Paul's a pussy. It's like, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Just listen to I'm Down. Shut up. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't really have that problem. Yeah. All right. So, so you tour your balls off mm, for a long time, and when, when, and then what? What happened? Well, we had the Mongo uh, went under because BMG pulled the pulled the backing. Yeah, and uh, then we get, we were signed to Capital, and we did a record for Capital and did tons of more touring, more touring, more touring, and then we hooked up with Grant Parker. Um, I saw you with Grant Parker. Oh, cool! Around and, uh, the end of bottom night. line, yeah. Sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, you know the capital was kind of scratch, that's good. So scratching you, their heads. So you, you tied your trailer to a guy that was like just the the, the twenty year down <laughs> oh, the road version of yes. you, <laughs> right? And Capital Records, though they had signed him, yeah, they were like, "Who's, who's he? he? Didn't he die?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's Graham Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> they, uh, that's a different Graham. Yeah. yeah. So we did the first tour with Graham, and then um, opening for him or backing both. Him. Yeah, we would come out do a set, and then we we'd go back. Was that a big thing for you? Yeah, huge. Well, for me, it was. Yeah, I remember in college hanging out with Mike in my dorm room talking about Graham 
I think I had the up escalator. We were mm. checking it out, docking. Yeah. It's kind of funny. And then, sheesh, seven years later, there we are. <laughs> back else. in Graham Parker. Yeah. <laughs> so you were a big Graham Parker fan? Yeah. Yeah, See, going I, way I, back. I got the box set. Like, and I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. And there's a few songs that I really fucking love. Mm-hmm. But like... It, dick. It, I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I don't like... You know, I understand what he does. Mm-hmm. But he was one of those guys, and I maybe correct me if I'm wrong, and I feel bad for saying this. It seems like you know he was locked into a sound and a tone, and and I think it seems like Elvis Costello lifted it mm-hmm. for his first record, mm-hmm. and then moved beyond it somehow, right. and somehow culturally left Graham Parker in the dust. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that um, I read something uh, recently, like an old Cream yeah. interview with Graham, yeah. where yeah. they were talking about this writer who uh, for the NME at the time, and he's like. Graham Parker can't project past the third row, you know, and Graham's like, well, you know, you know, what am I supposed to say to that? But in a way, you know, I think he realized that that Elvis, you know, he had this way bigger image to start off with. Right. He named himself Elvis. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, and I think that the public kind of. Sure. And also in I think general. sort of the rambling Jack Elliott, Bob Dylan issue mm-hmm. where rambling Jack's like, he stole my act. It's right. like, yeah, but then he kind of, yeah. <laughs> right. Went, sure. Elvis's genius is just very obvious. Graham's right. more coarse. Right. And I think it's like a lot more literal. Yeah. You know, he's a real word guy. Right. You get into that. I mean, just from working with him for so long, I've discovered his genius and I, I just feel like he just keeps putting it out. Yeah. Was there a moment He's, where you realized like, ah, I get this. It was I beyond do. The music. And I mean, I always love Graham and playing with him more and more, you know, you always gain an affinity or lose an affinity. Right. But in this case, I gained it. And his later records are just keep delivering song after song where you're like, when you really listen, it's a great song. There's nothing wasted in it. You know, right. There's no loss. I'm not lost trying to follow him. Right. You know, and, and it that changed the way I listened to songs. I was more like, it's a whole picture of music and, and sound together. And the lyrics are part of that. I mean, Graham is that too, but his lyrics are just so strong. And they're, and they're honest, right? There's a, yeah. there's a, absolutely like an authenticity to it. So when you guys were writing, just, you know, uh, like, I, I don't know anything about songwriting. Like, you, you know, and it seemed like on, on that first, the, the record that you did, what is it, Low Times? What, how come I can't fucking say it? Because it's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. High, high. Lo-fi at Society High. Lo-fi at Society High. Yeah. I mean, you were kids. Yeah. Sure. And as you started to go on, did you guys find that you were getting deeper with the songs? Because it seems like some of the solo stuff is pretty fucking personal. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, I, I imagine once the bitterness sort of locked in a little bit, it must have gotten a little angrier. What are you saying? We grew up a yeah i'm saying a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't think we ever uh you know we we're, were just talking about this today um a lot of people are past the major label stuff oh that must have sucked being you know you guys really got you know screwed over and it's like we never we, we never really thought of it that way right you know we we, we kind of got out of that whole thing what the major pretty, label thing? yeah pretty easily and, and 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 the other thing is like we didn't we never had to kind of truly come down off of this like Oh, we were on a bus and now we're back in the van. We just right. never, we always kind of stayed pretty humble as. In like, the van? In the van and, and you know, uh, just as a unit. Right. Um, you know, we, we never really, um, I think that's part of the reason why we have been able to stay together for so long is that we never truly, I mean, possibly if we had had been, if we had been successful back then with a hit or something, it probably, we would have probably completely crumbled and fallen apart. Why do you think that? Look at the history of that happening with, with, 
so many bands. You right. Know? I mean, you get, you know, when you have people blowing smoke up your ass constantly. Yeah, right. You, you get used the, to it. Right. And then when the bottom falls out and the, uh, and you put out a record that doesn't have any hits, and then the label goes away and you're... You're only you left know, to like, blame each other. Yeah. Right. And, and you're like, holy shit, I got to go back in a van? No yeah. way. I don't want to do that. And then, then you don't see the band anymore, you know? <laughs> we got to get uh, back in a van. Yeah. <laughs> How now many, we do rental cars. It's much nicer. It's nicer, sure. Yes. How many figs out full, like full uh, original uh, content figs albums are there? There's about, I don't know, 12 or 13. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we've done record with Graham, a couple live records with Graham, and um, outtakes, anthology. Lots of stuff. Live stuff. Oh, oh. Yeah. The live records are good. Thanks. All the records are good. All the records I've heard are good. Thank now you. that I know there are 12, yeah. I have to go on. I, like I used to, like I was supposed to interview Alice Cooper and it didn't happen, but I'd already bought all his records. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, as a 50 year old, almost, you know, 49 year old man, you can't all of a sudden just love Alice Cooper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not going to take all that shit in and get it. I did it with Tool too. Right. Like, you know, I was, Maynard was coming in. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was never a Tool guy. I guess mm. I better load up. Right. Yeah. And I listened to all of Tool in two days. And wow. I'm just, I'm not going to have that experience of like, <sighs> you know, right. I'm going to have to try to understand right. it. But I've listened to a lot of your records. Well, you so, were a fan. Yes. And, and a fan that annoyed you at the grocery store <laughs> and at the subway. No, you see, with our fans, like at some point, our fan base became very male heavy, right? Well, that seems I mean, uh, yeah. once we left high school. Yeah. yeah. Well, once you yeah. Uh, you put on a few years and you. Well, I mean, t our music ha happened tended to be high energy, mm -hmm. and a lot of times that's like attracts men. The Who, yeah. the Who is like a guy band. Yeah. You know, most most right. women you say, "Do you like the Who?" And they're like, yeah. "What?" Yeah. You know. What? Yeah. 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 But I mean, I've always said we have those songs too. Like you said, we're a pop band. Yeah. When it comes down to it, we just play with a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, as we got older, I think we discovered a lot more of those other facets of our music. Yeah. Like I think you were getting at before, like the songwriting changes. Mm. A lot of that had to do with playing with Graham too. Yeah, it did. It had to it had to do with growing up and being around, you know, getting some other perspectives. And did he ever say anything to you? I mean, like slow down. He said, "Oh, you guys suck. You play too fast." You know, you know what he said to us after that show at the bottom line. What he said? You make the replace. What did he say? Oh yeah, he said, "You make you guys make the replacements sound like the Temptations." <laughs> oh my god! Because we were so bad. Well, um, did I see a bad show? Yeah, well, I think. Well, I don't know if you were at the first or second show that night, yeah. but by the second one, everyone was pretty lit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and Joe Jackson was there. Pete yeah. Thomas was standing behind Pete. No, he no, sat I, in. I was standing yeah. behind oh, Pete right. Thomas. He was <laughs> playing my drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I might have drooled on him. Sorry about that. We played that. everything wrong that night. <laughs> What's oh, it yeah. like to, to see those guys? Did Joe Jackson. Yeah, that was wild. That was yeah. a wild night because I go out, I, we yeah. go out to play. Yeah. And Joe Jackson's sitting, you know, dead center watching us. Pete Thomas is watching us from the wings. Right. We go out to play the first note, and my amp is not oh. working i was like <laughs> classic silent man silence and graham's going what the fuck <laughs> and then from then on it's just like <laughs> you just drank your way through <laughs> yeah. it did you get to talk tough. to joe jackson no no, no he didn't come he, he left but we did hang out with pete thomas yeah, I, think, was, I think those two got into some trouble later that night no, no i was there no we had just a really good night yeah, yeah it was fun he's solid huh oh, oh yeah yeah when you were younger, I mean, what compelled you to do the kind of music you were doing? I mean, I get the Ramones and stuff, but replacements, yeah, right, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you played with Tommy, yeah, a bunch, yeah, yeah. 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 So we 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 uh, 
He was a fan back in at that at that point, right around right. When, when you were getting into the yeah. band. He had a girlfriend out here who was into us and turned him on to Lo-Fi. And, right. Um, and we started hanging with him, and then he called. And he said, I need a band. Let's do it. Let's do, do this tour. And then So you're kind of like available as the backup band. Yeah, for the people that we really <laughs> we'll, like. We'll back you, Mark. Yeah, I'm ready. Sure. I know. But that's going to be he a lot simpler. He was ripping simpler. earlier, man. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you just, guys it's, missed it. It's very limited ripping. It's just okay. one, four, five, do some Jimmy Perfect. Reed. I could maybe do, uh, what would you do? Bring it on home? Is that what you said you did? Or no, you did, yeah. uh, uh, what was it? Take uh, Track of My Tears and what yeah. was the other blues cover you Bring did? it on home, yeah. You I mean, did bring it on home? Yeah, we, we did, did Red too. House. We could do Red House with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Who plays like Hendrix? You? No, you. I try. Yeah? Sure. Now, what about, okay, so let's talk about the the first wave of like, you know, fuck you. When did that happen? As uh, a band, when did you break apart and like we're done? Oh, which, which year? <laughs> That's uh. what I'm saying. When did that first happen? Like, what was the reason? Was it after the first two albums or three albums? Because I think when I ran into you, you were like working on something else. Because I think I got. Did you give me CDs of the, the something gentleman? The gentleman. Like, yeah, so I listened to that. Pete, yeah, but that was with um, you. No, the uh, Pete Caldas. Right. Janine's, uh, so when you guys go do solo stuff and you're still not like a huge band together, mm-hmm. is that sort of like? What happens? How do you guys handle that? Well, that was just personal, Pete. You have you have your lives. You know, your band isn't. It's like people imagine. It's like the you know Scooby Doo van, and you're together all the time. It was. It was. But I mean, when you yeah, it was for a couple years. But then you move. You know, you you move. We all move to different cities. Start doing different things. I live near Philly. Okay, where do you live? Boston. You? I live in Chelsea in Manhattan. Holy shit! Mm. I mean, we haven't lived in the same town since Saratoga. You know, since 1990. Well, you guys should all get, move back up to Saratoga, man. <laughs> Live the and dream, man. Get the, start, you know, get the, what is it, the, you know, the, the Big Pink album. Get the house. Get Dylan we, to we buy it that. for you. We did all that. <laughs> we, we lived in a house together. <laughs> we did. Like the monkeys. Where? Yeah. In Saratoga. And then we went out on this, like, year-long tour, and we all got back, and we all moved to different states. We were like, you know what? I think we can move apart now. How did you find time to meet uh, women and get have kids and everything? There's a lot of time, man. When yeah. you play, when you're on the you road, twelve you fucking work, records. You work yeah. like one, two hours a day when yeah. you're on the road. The rest of the time, you're like, you I, know. were all your girls fans? No, no, actually, no. My um, wife, my wife loved loved the band before I even knew her. Yeah. Oh, so she was. Oh, a she fan. was. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was at that Sarah Lawrence show. That was so weird. That was <laughs> before I even knew her. Um, really. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, it was kind of cool. You, and where did you end up meeting her? Uh, roommate. My roommate introduced me to her. She came to visit him, and I ended up hanging out with her uh-huh. the whole weekend. And she, we when did she tell you she saw you when she was in college? Um, we we just had just at that weekend we we just started talking about it. I was like, you were at that show. She was, there was like three people at that show, and she was one of them. Yeah. How did you meet yours? I met my wife in Texas. At uh, South by Southwest, uh-huh. actually, I bugged her for about a week. She wanted nothing to do with me. And she's a, a rock person, or uh, yeah, she was actually booking a club at the time in Boston. Um, she was in Boston. She's from Boston. Yeah, she's from Boston, and that's why you went there. That's why I moved from Astoria to Boston. What part of yeah. Boston are you living in? Uh, Malden. 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 Yep. You guys, yep. Just, you have lives. You just uh, you kind of somehow and mm-hmm. Philly yeah. outside of Philly. Why? Because yeah, your I wife in, comes from there. No, she's no. from Brooklyn. What she's the, from the islands, but she's from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. The islands? Uh, <laughs> Long Caribbean. Island. Huh? Caribbean. <laughs> Is she really? Yeah. She grew up in uh, Brownsville. Where's that? East New York. Uh-huh. You know, way out there in Brooklyn. Okay. All right. And uh, I met her at our other member's wedding. Yeah. The guy who's I not here? I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's that she's, yeah. yeah. 
She was the maid of honor. I was the best man at a wedding. I, my I first know. marriage was like that. Really? Yeah, the same thing. Nice. I was like, you're going to take my friend, I'm taking your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you living with your first wife in Queens? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. It depends what year that was. That you know, Yeah. When I ran into you, story. I definitely was. Yeah. And then uh, if I would have run into you in about you know, 2000, <laughs> in, uh, in 99, no. Okay. That's when that marriage fell apart. In Queens then. In 99. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we were probably, I was probably, you know, I probably saw you in two different versions of me, excited and, you know, miserable. (laughs) (laughs) So how many kids you got? Uh, Four. What? Yeah. You tell, I thought you, sh- I thought you, shook, you shook the Catholic thing. <laughs> you have four kids? I'm be working on being a Hasid. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing now? Yeah, you know, she's from Brooklyn. Yeah. You know. She Jewish? No. All right. <laughs> four no, kids? No, you know, I'm just fucking horny, you know? I mean, it just yeah, happens. No, but you don't have to have them. You don't have to have the kids. I mean, Well, I, mean, I, I could... took care of it finally. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> I put an end to that. You tied it up? I did. You were the one? Like, no more. No more. How old are they? She said, I'd have another. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You look 12. I know. Somehow. They keep me young. How old are you? 40. He's lying. You're yeah. 40? You're just 40? Just. Right, fine. Fine. Just. Fine. Four kids. How old are they? Oh, my oldest is killing me. She's 15. Oh, my she's God. She's amazing. I mean, she's playing and everything. And then I got seven, five, and almost three. Oh, my God. How many you got? One. That's enough? Yep. How old is he? Three and a half. You? I got one one daughter. Her name's Ruby, and she'll tell you that she's three and eleven twelfths. <laughs> she will. <laughs> no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> so, what are you guys like? What are you doing now? What happens now? I'm a stay at home dad. But what? But where's home. the like? Where's the like? I got your new record, and I got your new record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you heard about the the Jutador? Yeah, I got on a car commercial. The car commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. That reinvented Iggy Pop. Oddly. Was when they, you remember? It wasn't the car commercial. Was the, the Nike commercial? Mm, or, no, it was uh, it's Search and Destroy. I think. Remember in the oh, movie okay. theaters, they'd run those commercials, and John Daniel actually told me how that happened, and it had nothing to do with Iggy Pop. Some dude who looks for music for commercials, yeah. locked into the title and said, "What's this?" and then used it, having nice. no idea who fucking Iggy Pop was. How did yours get into a commercial? Our friend Neil. Yeah, yeah. I can. I, I I played in a a Hank Williams. Uh, cover band with yeah. my friend Neil yeah. for a while and then he left New York and he went to Berkeley for uh, music production commercial music production moves to LA and yeah. eight years later out of the blue calls me hey Pete we need a kind of upbeat pop number for this uh, Lexus ad do you, you got something I'm like do I got something <laughs> my song and, yeah well, well all I had all I had handy all, all I had handy on email right I then. didn't know this about yeah, this yeah yeah all I had handy was a couple of my songs. I was like, yeah. well, here, here's this. And then, and then I went home and just sent him a bunch of stuff. And your stuff, Mike, okay, and your be, stuff. I believe you. And, so uh, it was his song that got it? Yeah. yeah and, and, but it was you guys playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Neil's like, I think, they, I think I, this is going to work. I think it's really good. Don't get, don't get your hopes up. But yeah. I think the next thing you know, it's like, oh, they took it. And it's going to air um, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, well. Well, fortunately, you guys are out out of the woods enough to where no one's going to judge you, you know, because they killed the Del Fuegos, man. 
I know, right? <laughs> they had something to be. I mean, I always say that. We have so many records, so much history. Nothing could take it away. You know? well, yeah. But there's that. But also, like, for some reason, Del Fuegos were presenting hey. themselves as like, we're this fucking rock gritty. And, rock. rock and roll. Rock and roll is folk music. It's right. for folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when that Miller commercial came out, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the Boston music scene was like, yeah. fuck them. They it, sold out. They did a beer commercial. Times are time. different. Yeah. No, no. I am a walking yeah. beer commercial. No, no. I, I'm not judging. I think <laughs> no, it's, no. Uh, you know, people... Like who was I talking to? Who's the dude from uh, Fountains of Wayne? He, there's some dudes um, that yeah, he yeah. just like he fucking will score anything, mm, and he sure. looks at it as like, well, I'm a composer, and that's that. Yeah, it's kind of like the new. It's like radio now. Yeah, you know, it's, to to have to have the song played on TV over and over and over again. I mean, um, you know, and it's 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 completely bringing in new ears. Does it's, but do do people identify it? it? Yeah. Um, people searching it out going yeah. what is this you know so you've and, sold and, records from it yeah. yeah all of a sudden the, that record yeah that that's you know it's 10 years old already palais is now i'm se- selling yeah so, you know, like physical copies of it people are ordering it's like well, the, bizarre well the good thing about the way you guys i think produce your records is that they it's never you know they're not dated sound wise i mean you could sell they're just not really yeah i think some of them are like but what there's no well, there's no weird synths or, or overproduction <laughs> there's no disco numbers that all sounds good what are you talking about <laughs> we do all of that yeah we do how dare you criticize sorry, us man. i think the funny thing about the commercial is that the drummer landed the commercial <laughs> it's hilarious I, wa- I walked around my house grumpy about it for about two weeks are you- <laughs> my wife was finally like you're making money you didn't have to do anything <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is sit here why did they call me <laughs> well uh, well you got the, the two main songwriters who have written hundreds and hundreds of songs uh-huh. and he's written like 12 songs he, had, he gave him what quantity. he had on hand I can't help huh? it if I'm lucky <laughs> <laughs> he threw you all above I got over it I got over it you get Once cranky that, about it was that like double edged sword I was like so how many, this is great and then I was like oh what the what, how about five that's how guys? I felt for the past 22 years man <laughs> He finally he gets his no he is like Ringo because you know we, we'll, we'll be making a record and it's like we're down it's like you got a song Pete you want a song on this record nope I don't have one okay next record <laughs> you got a song for this one oh okay I'll whip one up here because how, how does that work it's a publishing thing right like if you wrote the song it's a bigger payday yeah well he, we with our publishing whoever wrote it gets the writer's share and then then the uh, actual publishing side of it yeah. the three of us split now, okay, so let's talk about fist fights. Anything? Yes, there was a uh, fist in, fight in at CBGB's. Uh, it was yeah. awesome. They oh, fought it like a fist fight. it was no, good. No, no, they no weak scrap. They yeah. fought like Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it happens. Nah, barely. It was I mean, nothing. Come on, there's no kinks. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, you want to talk about no. fights? You need to. I mean, this man is pretty much boring on that front. <laughs> We've you know yelled and, and over like yeah. over what stupid. Stupid yeah, shit. Uh, girls. Yeah. The girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before the wives came in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So you would fucking blow a gig over a chick? <laughs> no. Try getting, you know, posturing. Too much posturing. <laughs> oh, well, so like if Depending you're both, who was in the front row, you know. Both trying front. to impress the same chick? I'm sure. Oh. It's downright stealing. <laughs> yes. you we're just know? talking yes. nonsense here. It's <laughs> nonsense. No? It's garbage? This isn't real? We don't even like girls. This is interesting, though, at least. <laughs> what? What this, this topic is, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, history is like that, uh, nah, whatever. But yeah. yeah, talk about some. Well, I mean, it's don't you feel like it's an amazing testament to uh, to your? Uh, I don't know if it's integrity, but persistence and belief in your sound that you're still fucking can sit in the same room together. I mean, sure, they're like they're and you guys are a great band, but I, the most great bands can't even fucking hang. You know, they can't stay together. 
when they're successful, let alone still kind of pushing. Yeah, right. That, that upsets me. You, you hear about these bands, you know, that that are just coming together and all of a sudden they're huge and then they just fall apart. Like dissolve. Soundgarden? It's like, what are you guys, uh, stupid? Like, well, those guys were around for a yeah, while, yeah, though, but, before No, but they... still, it's like, you know, you're just like, or Guns yeah. N' Roses, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, okay, you made a billion dollars, but you still had three or four good records in you and you can't fucking keep it together, you babies. I know. But that's like, goes grow back up. To, that yeah. goes back to what I was saying, though. I think that a lot of, when you have so much success, it's like, how can you... But isn't it just you business know. then? Can't you just think of it? Well, we got a job to do. I mean, to make Not, it, I don't think I, most musicians right. can't separate. They can't compartmentalize like, oh, this is my passion and my heart from let's just do this job and do it well. You must. But I guess the emotions run so deep that you end up really <laughs> fucking hating people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you said that awful quick. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, you know, I mean, you're a healer, Mark. I'm trying. You're a healer. I'm trying. No, I'm I, trying to bring everybody back together. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's like when, with anything, you go through periods of, you know, great, great periods, and then, you know, other times you just, you got to do other stuff. And, you know, I think with us, you know, we, we, uh, God, there's so much there's a lot of history between all of us you yeah know? And, and and for a long time i felt that living in three separate cities was really good for us yeah we can come together do our work it's very focused and then that and like now recently i've been feeling like oh this it's like it sucks i don't well, i hate it what's the writing process how do you guys write together or do you kind of show up with half a song and say what what are you what are you going to do with this and sometimes you like here i got this riff and you shoot it over to him yeah like, like, it's like half and half those are some of my favorite songs is like he'll he'll have an idea for a right. song and he'll sit there for four years and i'll say uh, that the chorus he'll have like a idea for a chorus or a, or a verse and i'll be like i gotta finish that song and we'll finish it i'll finish it and then we're playing it and it's like you know usually they're really good songs a lot of the time most of the time i'll have a pretty complete song i'll bring it in maybe he'll say man do this here or something yeah and same with him bands arrange but for the most part you huh? know we yeah. write and bring it in yeah but yeah, we're not committing enough time to do that stuff these exactly days. Exactly what I'm you know, trying you're to so, say, fellas. You're so can consumed we, with your life. Can we can we you know? maybe uh, get a little focus back on the music, fellas? Yeah, you know, bring yeah. us out to Cali for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. record it right in here. This is you a good spot. You got recording? your guitars. Uh, uh, here, you got a nice mic or two. I got a couple good mics. There's <laughs> a guy see. down the street right here in Silver Lake. We'll get you set up. Uh, there's a couple of them, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This town's full of these guys. Yeah, I mean, what? see, because what I'm thinking is it's like, you know, the national, the hold steady, you know, all these... The guys are, you know, our age mm -hmm. are making a difference now. Sure. Grown-ups are buying music, fellas. Right. My feeling, though, is that, you know, we're 26 years in, and I'm like, oh, man, we can just breathe and not do any fig stuff. That's not, it's it's like kind of... Oh, really? A, a nice... So you're happy you're doing the solo stuff? No, not necessarily, but I, you know... It's I just, a supportive room. We can handle it. He can <laughs> well, handle I, it. I think there's something to be said for when you've been around that long, it's not a big deal when you don't play. Yeah. It's like, it's like your family... You know they're there. We we haven't you know? played a show in six months, and I haven't received one email saying like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's well, kind of nice. Would have right? I think I sent you a couple of those. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> we have Facebook messaging, <laughs> or somebody wrote uh, somebody wrote on Facebook. 
oh man when are you guys gonna play in chicago again god and i said we played three shows there last year yeah, right really. and they don't know that happens to me all the time i just left your city yeah. i tweeted it i facebook i can't yeah. come to your house and go hey dude i'm gonna be here tonight right. you yeah. hired an army of door knockers yeah, yeah. it's what you need Marin's I mean, what, in town. what the fuck do you got to do though yeah. you put it on twitter know. you put it on facebook you send out your email blast right and then a week after the gig people are like when are you coming i'm like what the fuck is right. wrong with you am i not doing this right right it's that lie you know oh you bring one person they're going to come back with two. Mm. No, no, you gain three fans and lose four. You yeah. know, every time you come back, it's like they're distracted. How do you get them back? I don't know. No, but, I, but so, but I guess my question is like, what do you guys want out of it now? <laughs> um, what would make you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Yeah, you, you seem happy. Drummers yeah, are a little good. happier. They're they're balanced. I'm all right. Yeah, get the bang on things. Yeah, <laughs> these are, these these, are, these front guys. You know these. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been happier. Really? Yeah. You? Um, it depends. Uh, with the band or with my life? Well, I mean, how, like, you guys are still professional musicians. Okay. Sure. You back, you back Ram, you do yeah. what, you know, you put yeah. out stuff, you constantly put out stuff. Yeah. I assume you're, ma you're making a living for the most part. Yeah. But I mean, are, you know, how do you feel about music now? I mean, what do you want to do next? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. That's kind of like the crossroads that the band's at because we've, I feel like we've done, we've, we, we, we maintained a certain level of okay we can go out we can play places we yeah. know people will come out to see us we can make records and know that we can make them cheap enough to that we, it, we can actually get into the black with right. the sales and, the, and we're not you know and we're not we've never i mean you know it's been since the 1980s probably or the early 90s where we've actually reached into our own pockets and paid yeah. for something for the band so right. to me that's proof complete right. success right you know <laughs> we're we've been able to to do that for a long time without having a huge we don't have a huge fan base i mean uh you know i, I mean think people he, say how did you get on this show and i said well he, he was a fan that's, yeah that's how you I just have to be open i mean when you say what are we doing it's like you just have to be open to what's going to happen right you know we just happen to be in la we just happen to get this song in a commercial i mean it's, it's just things will happen and you have to be ready to take take advantage of them when they well, do well you guys are ready i mean jesus Christ. we, we <laughs> know how to play shows i mean your... we're coming out to la so we're gonna we'll play shows while we're here and take advantage of it and you guys haven't played a show in six months no i haven't even seen these guys in six Secrets months out. <laughs> really no but like, back to the questions, like what, where do, what do we do? Where do we go? We've made two double, ra two double records. You've you made know, a lot of records, and they're great records, records. And your solo records are great records. Like I have this relationship with you guys, so I listen to your new one. I listen to your last solo record, and it's like, oh, that's so distinctly him, and that's distinctly him, and I can mm -hmm. see how they fit together, and they could do these songs too with mm -hmm. the fig songs sure. when they tour in the big tour, yep. and everyone's going to come see him. You do do that. We play songs off our solo records oh, yeah. with the band, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all just music. But now I guess but, I guess what I'm asking you is like, is there still this idea? Like, do you still have the hope that like the figs will break big? No, I, 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 like, I don't. I like the idea. <laughs> yes. of sitting at home getting money. Uh, that's what I like. So okay. I like I like this idea. <laughs> yeah, songs I mean, being placed. I like. I don't have to leave. I you know I got a family and yeah. a wife and, and the I thing love is, them and yeah. I, I want to stay home for a little while. And, okay. He's got like four tunes too. So so far, one of them has <laughs> done commercial. so much. So he's got three more. I know. I've got like, no. He's got a ton. Have you ever thought about doing that though? Have you have have you had sat down and had that conversation after the commercial and said, "You did, guys, we got to get into the this business soundtracking." Well, that's what everybody says. Everybody. Oh really? Yeah, that's like, the yeah, whole thing yeah. now. It's the only way to make money. I mean, you don't make money selling records. You don't make money playing shows. Nope. You you is all our intellectual property. You hope it's going to someday make you money. 
Right. So you got to have it out there and you got to work it to people, all that, you know. Everybody's it's, it's doing a, that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like winning the lottery, really. So you got a guy doing that, though? But it, it's friends. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, Jay's here. Yeah. But, um, but like our friend Neil, you, you know, you have friends that, that come up and they get a new job and all of a sudden they're in an office and they're a replacement person. And they're right. like, I like this band. Why don't you listen to this band? And they right. happen to go like, wow, a goofy French song is going to help sell luxury cars. Let's do this. And, and it's funny that that came about because of a, I guess you'd call it a like side project. Right. You know, yeah. that I was right. on. So it sort of goes, it goes to show that Anything musically that any member of the band does with anyone will possibly be beneficial for the band. So, right. You know, anything. Good point. Yeah. That's how the about, idea. How about the, like, so when I started this podcast, I was crushed. You know, I was, like, I was washed up and sort of fucking out of the game. What mm. about the heartbreak of it? Have you processed mm. that? Did you experience it? No. Because, Not really? No, because um, getting back to the very beginning, it's like, you know, we, we, were, we were doing it for seven years. We yeah. got the Imago deal. Yeah. You know, we got some nicer equipment. Yeah. That, that was very satisfying. Yeah. And it's, it's, we've always kind of stayed at this kind of, you know, right. you trying always... to stay pretty humble right. as a right. band. Right. Because the whole point was, let's get in a room and make yeah. music and, yeah. and yeah. write songs. And, and, and that kind of just never really left. Right. But... Now that we all have our, you know, yeah. families you and we all lived, in, we all live in other places. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's hard to get that creative thing going because, you know, it's, it's like I want to write a song. It'd be nice to be like, hey, let's get, let's get together, you know, yeah, tomorrow, right, and and get some songs together. It's just like this whole process where you got to schedule things right. you know, four months in advance. Yeah, but you, you have know. no, there's no feeling of like we we didn't. It's not spontaneous. No, you didn't. You didn't climb as high as you wanted. Sure, but you know people love the band, and you're surprised how yeah. far you got. Yeah. yeah, you know that's the thing. That's the like, best when someone you just like don't it. even know how deep yeah. your music has reached, right. and that's what I'm saying. It's going to keep going. Yeah, I think you guys are going to keep reaping the rewards right. forever. I well, mean, that, I think you're rock stars. That's why I'm like the pigs are coming. I'm fucking nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, I, I I always felt like, oh man, it would have been great to to get to the level where we were playing like small theaters. Mm -hmm. I always felt like we could handle that and. And and thankfully with Graham we've been able to play in small theaters and and really you know we we are able to you know kind of connect with an audience that big yeah. anything bigger or you know we we played you know the Warp Tour and yeah. we're playing these amphitheaters yeah. and it's just like nobody wanted to hear us but you know there was maybe four kids in the front just yeah. like psyched to see us but yeah. like are we the type of band that we're able to project out into an amphitheater I don't know I don't know if we we're built that way. Uh -huh. um, song wise or just you know you like the fucking tight general. yeah we i mean we always thrived on if there's people right here standing in our face yeah. that's when we play the best right people you know? need to get the energy that because there's all this interplay and then the songs are changing in the moment there's yeah. so much happening in the moment yeah yeah and i think that's where we've always translated best and maybe it's because it's where we grew up and yeah. it's what we've existed in yeah we had to develop a style of playing in rooms where you can see the faces of the people because you're at the same level and they're looking, there's no yeah. stage right you're on the floor <laughs> in someone's house yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you know, people love that, and and we've learned to love that too. That interaction. When when you've been on stage in those big rooms and you know that like you know no one's paying attention, what does that feel like? Do you just look at each other? You and look just... into those lights, man. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the bright, <laughs> super bright lights. I just I, uh, I can't I, imagine it. I just stop playing, <laughs> go home. <laughs> no, but like as a comic, I'm up there alone, so I know right. oh, when I'm so not hard. connecting. And there's nowhere right. I can't look at my right. guitar player. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Sure. Oh my like, god, we can't, we can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, but I just like it's it's a horrible feeling, and I know you must at least 
feel that, but you still have each other. So yeah. do you yeah. bring a guitar? I mean, so we just start soloing. Do you? Do you? <laughs> See, when no one's connecting, well, fuck it. Let's just start do you? soloing. Do you? We jam. I mean, we jam. But yeah. maybe you could try that. Just have a guitar. I, mean, no I can't. It's, it's, just you know, do it. It. It's, been, it's been done. Yeah, Kennison once said, I, you know, he played guitar too, and he said, I, I, there's no way I can. How? What am I going to do with that up there? <laughs> no, but kidding. then he ended I, up playing in a rock band, so yeah. that didn't end well. I can't yeah. imagine. But I, I think, that, you know, back to the, 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 an earlier question yeah. you're saying, like, what are you know where do we go from here it's like yeah there I, from me on my end is, there has been disappointment in the way where it's like man how long do we have to do this before we get a, a record reviewed in rolling stone or, right, or right. just little tiny things like that it's like how you know we you know we're playing with graham stuff is like there's this little thing be, going on t, you know being on tv it's like we early on we we were on a few tv shows um did you do conan Nope. we were jay and i were just talking about this today we when we were on capital we we got offered conan and somebody management or somebody said wait wait for them to do the second single and then we'll go on conan what and then we didn't do it i never uh, heard that yeah yeah we didn't do that, uh, that we did john stewart show when it was on when it was being you know, after it was on mtv he went to fox, was fox it? Yeah, was yeah. It? yeah yeah so we did that he had us on that and then we did this show on comedy central called viva variety sure tom um, went in and yeah with with yeah. uh, with that was with Graham yeah yeah and uh, as far as national TV that's about all she wrote like for me music is pure because all I play is in here yeah and like and every so often like someone will ask me to play with them I'm like I don't really play with people but I'm good enough to play with people and I get a I get a real rush out of it mm-hmm. but like I think the second I I put a group of guys together it, the second you go like wait can we start that over it's not you're not doing can you just follow me then it's fucking gone for me I would right. think yeah. Yeah, it's different when you take it out of the workshop yeah, and try to build the house. I, I thought, right? I, I thought you played <laughs> totally. blues. Yeah, it's all I do. So, I, mean, I don't need other people. But, but, right. but the blue, why are you telling someone else how to play the blues is a pattern, right? No, I, like, I understand <laughs> that, but you're missing the metaphor. Is that like it's it's pure joy for me to sit in my garage and just I, I play it, like yeah. a fucking hero <laughs> right. as opposed to be insecure and choking on stage. The mm. last time I played with people, I did all right. It makes you better. It, it does really make does. sure. Yeah. And I, I think I'm all right. But then again, it's like I'm only playing. I only I don't listen to the well, blues very often. I just play them. I'm not sure anyone wants to listen to the blues. We'll, we'll let you know um, after you play with us. I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to. No, <laughs> we'll jam on some blues. Well, I think, there's, I, I think we should play some songs. And also, I think that one thing that's come out of this is that uh, you need to get cement bunny back together yeah, uh, yeah you know I mean, I, i've I'm, that's what i'm feeling g- check this out the uh guitarist yeah. um, singer for cement bunny yeah. and guy lyons and i are talking about putting some kind of band together uh-huh people, are there people that would go like oh fucking cement bunny um well, no me well <laughs> me. well, yeah. well yeah. When we, me and you now yeah now right <laughs> i remember a few people being upset that we took him from cement, cement bunny. bunny yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the, where are those guys now yeah. I just fucking quit listening to both of them <laughs> you know <laughs> fuck them <laughs> so you want to try and uh, put a, a, a some sort of musical situation together here yeah absolutely me check two three four at the Camden Lovin', Camden Lovin', no reason to bring those beads, a free mind is all you'll need at the Camden Lovin', Camden Lovin', we got time to let it loose, 
That was good. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this is the one everyone knows from the Lexus commercial? Yeah. Okay. One, two. Bonjour. Je t'adore. C'est aujourd'hui. Et toujours. Maman. How about me? S'il vous plaît, je voudrais une jeune fille. Qu'est-ce que What you say about me? That's our show, folks. Thank you for listening. That was fun. Come on, it was fun. Come on, the figs, you guys. Fucking figs, man. Huh? Okay, look. Go out and buy a figs record. Just do it. Just do it. Thank you for listening. This is WTF Pod. Go to WTFPod.com. Get your WTF Pod needs met. I'm going to restock for Christmas presents. I'll try to keep you abreast of that. But you got to keep on top of the show. I can't e- email you all personally when things come in. Is that too much to ask? 
I'm all jacked up, man. I'm all jacked up. I'm going to go listen to a fire hose record. Boomer lives!